Check this out. I'm wearing a Detroit Lions jacket. Oh, no. A guy, a guy That's comes. That's your first problem yeah. right there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, really. Should have been a brown. Jacket. Yeah, but it started this conversation because this guy comes up and goes, "Well, you're kind of bold wearing a Lions jacket." <laughs> we have this whole conversation. He's a big sports fan. He said, "Well, are you retired?" And I said, "Yes," but that I had started a ministry. We talked a lot about faith. I told him about our Facebook page and that we were doing a podcast. And as he listened, he looked at me and he said, you know, I need faith in my life. But it was such a good conversation and it all started because I was wearing a Detroit Lions jacket. That guy can use anything. Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. In this episode, Dan, Brian, and Terry talk about divine appointments. So let's get started. Do you believe that God cares about you and actually influences your life on a day-to-day basis? Do you think that God is sovereign and yet helps to orchestrate the events of mankind? I believe that God intervenes in the affairs of of men, and, and that's why we pray. My name is Dan Wheeler. And I'm uh, co-hosting this podcast with my buddies Terry Steen and Brian Rowland. John Matarazzo is operating the ship, steering the ship as our producer. But we all believe that God really gets involved. You know, there's a philosophy that God started the universe. He created it, created the earth, created man, and then just kind of walked away. He has certain universal principles like the law of gravity, but he really doesn't stay involved. I know from my own life and my own experiences that that's not true. And guys, when you look at scripture, there are so many examples in the Bible. In Genesis 24, when they were looking for a wife for Isaac, you know, God told them what to look for. He told Abraham's servant, Genesis 32, we read about Jacob wrestling with an angel. He had an appointment. God intervened. In Acts 10, a Roman centurion had a dream about a man named Peter. And scripture tells us to look for these divine appointments that you never know. You might think you're entertaining or uh, talking to a man, and you might be talking to an angel. So the more that we expect God to do this, the more sensitive we are to his promptings. Now, we're going to talk to you about divine appointments we've all had. Terry had a divine appointment that changed his life forever, and I was there, and it was in college, (laughs) and it was a joke. It was a double dog dare, (laughs) and Terry, that changed your life if you just want to tease it a little bit. Oh, you better believe it. I didn't know it at the time, but it's been very impacting over the years. And Brian, you never worked for a job. Were you like Maynard G. Krebs? You didn't like to work? Uh, for a job, on a job, at a job. No, just, no it's, it, it, it's, 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 uh, let's just leave it at that. I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But it, it is, uh, yes, it's, I, I'd never worked for a job. For a job, but he worked on the job. And I'm going to talk to you about a doctor that had his schedule suddenly changed and he took a wrong turn to the cafeteria. And then he realized God had delayed him because he had a divine appointment with me. 
And it definitely was a divine appointment. So, Brian, there's so much to talk about. Where do we begin? Well, let's begin at the beginning. (laughs) Does God intervene in our affairs? What do you think, Dan? I think definitely. We've all had experiences. I've had experiences where I knew it wasn't a coincidence. I think a lot of people say, well, that could have been a coincidence. No, especially as Beth was getting ready to leave this world, I saw so many miracles. The timing, God's timing. You know when it's God. Now, sometimes you don't recognize it at the time, and we'll talk about that later, but sometimes you know it's God, and I I definitely had that happen, and I'm going to talk to you about it a little bit later on with the doctor who had his schedule changed so that he could have an appointment with me. Mm -hmm. I agree, too. Uh, You know, how does he not intervene in our affairs? And if you go to Scripture and you read Psalm 37, 23, it says the steps of a good man or a righteous man are ordered by God. It tells us in Scripture that he has ordered every step we take. So there's no question in my mind that he intervenes in our affairs. You know, some people that are saying that God just created the universe and walked away. I mean, there are basic laws that are intact, but God doesn't get personally involved. So he keeps thinking this. But over in um, James 5.16, it talks about the fervent and intellectual prayer of a righteous man. And, And it says right there, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other's, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So God is here. He's listening. He didn't just create the universe and walked away. He is part of our lives every day, and he's watching over everything that is happening around us and to us and through us. Yeah, and if you go on to the next verse, at verse 17 of James 5, Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, And it didn't rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain. So, obviously, God hears prayers. And there's many times in the Old Testament where God had his mind changed because of people's prayers. It's true. It it happened, uh, it was Hezekiah, uh, that he was told he was going to die. And he cried out to God. And God extended his days. I mean, he Mm -hmm. changed his mind because he told him he was going to be gone. And then he, he prayed, and, and God extended it. But, um, well, Terry, there's, there's some other examples I know that are in the Bible. What do you, what do you find? Yeah, and, and Dan mentioned the Abraham servant. But I was thinking about Philip in Acts, the eighth chapter. If you remember the story of Philip meeting the Ethiopian eunuch. Because mm. there's three things that he did that I think we need to do if we want to truly mm. benefit from a divine appointment. The first thing is he opened his heart. He listened. He allowed the Holy Spirit. And an angel literally came and told him to go south along a desert road from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he did. So then what's the next thing that happened? He opened his ears to listen. And that's what Mm -hmm. we have to do because the Spirit literally told him to go up to the chariot and walk beside it and listen. And so then he was listening to this eunuch as he was reading the Scripture. And so the third thing... Philip opened his mouth, so he he had to open his heart, open his ears, open his mouth. He got up in the chariot, he explained the scripture, and led the eunuch to the Lord. I was reading that story just the other day, and it is powerful, and that was a divine appointment. There are divine appointments throughout scripture. I uh, realize the more I read about Jesus, and the more I experience his presence in my life, that I need to pray every day for divine appointments. And I've started doing that, guys. I pray in the morning. I say, Lord, if there's someone 
that I can help today, please put them in my path. Please help my, my path to cross with them. And I had one not long ago. I was in a grocery store. Check this out. I'm wearing a Detroit Lions jacket. Oh, no. A guy, a guy well, that's comes. That's your first problem yeah. right there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, really. Should have been a brown jacket. Yeah, but it started this conversation because this guy comes up and goes, well, you're kind of bold wearing a Lions jacket <laughs> out here in the Philadelphia area. And I go, I know I'm long-suffering. We haven't had a great team well, practically ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I barely remember one. And I said, but at least my Michigan Wolverines beat Michigan State last night in basketball. And he goes, well, thanks. I'm a Michigan State fan. In fact, the guy had gone to Michigan State. <laughs> wow. We have this whole conversation. He's a big sports fan. And uh, he asked me how I had moved out to the Philadelphia area. And I told him about my job at QVC. And he was fascinated with that. And then he said that he came out here for a job the same way from, from Michigan. And then uh, he said, well, are you retired? And I said, yes, that I'd retired from my main job at QVC, but that I had started a ministry. And that we talked a lot about faith and, and Christianity. And I told him about our Facebook page and that we were doing a podcast. And as he listened, he looked at me and he said, you know, I need faith in my life mm -hmm. and i don't have it uh, and i said well let's have a cup of coffee or lunch together let's talk about it. i'd love to share it with you and uh, i gave him my number and i'm praying that uh, any day now he'll call but it was such a, a good conversation and it all started because i was wearing a detroit lions jacket that guy can use anything yeah he sure can that's pretty <laughs> yeah right a there. donkey or a detroit yeah. lions jacket Bingo. they're both yeah. very similar <laughs> well you mentioned a donkey let's go to that uh, story in luke chapter 19 verse 30 and i'm just going to read these five verses to you jesus uh was talking to his disciples and he said go to the village ahead of you and as you enter it you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Tell him, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it, just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. And they brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. I mean, that colt, that meeting all arranged, and the Lord told them it was going to happen. Yeah. Sometimes we need to believe that God is going to open up these divine appointments and look for them when they happen. Yeah, Brian? You know, I, I think about this, and the, the, the person that owned the cult, he didn't complain. He didn't, he didn't back down. The Lord needs it. He knew who the Lord was. And I wonder if he had a, the Lord has spoken to him or God has spoken to him saying, put your cold here. It's going to be used for a special reason or someone needs it. And you're going to be surprised yeah. when you find out who. Yeah. Hey, hey, Terry, how do we know when we have a divine appointment? What are some of the things we can look for? Well, you know, divine appointments, they, they typically don't always happen when we want them to, but he, God knows when we need to have them. And many times they're at the end of our ability or when we're stressed, when we need peace, God can provide it. You know, that happened to me, Terry, when Beth was really getting bad in the hospital, and I knew it was serious, and suddenly that day everything changed, and I was just overwhelmed. My daughters were there, a friend of Beth were there, and Kirsten looked at me and said, Dad, please go take a break. 
You've been staying here nonstop, morning, noon, and night, still working at QVC, going and hosting your shows. And I said, you're right. And I walked to the elevator, and luckily the elevator was empty when the doors opened. But as soon as the doors closed, I just lost it. All my emotions came out. I was just weeping. I got off on the first floor. I leaned against the wall. And I, I was just, I was at the end of my abilities. I was at the end of everything I had. And I hear someone say, Mr. Wheeler, Mr. Wheeler. And I look up and it was this Dr. O who was a Christian that I know God arranged for us that he would treat Beth. He treated her with such compassion. He said, what's wrong? And I said, Dr. O, I'm just overwhelmed. I mean, things are not looking good for Beth. And that lady, she's, she means everything to me. And he said, I said, I really... I'm just wondering, and I need to know that God's answering my prayers. And he says, oh, really? He said, well, let, this might help you. Let, let me tell you something that happened to me just now. He said, I have over 20 patients waiting for me, and I am never late, ever, when I make my rounds. I was right at this elevator about two to three minutes ago, and something told me to turn around and go back to the cafeteria. He said, I walked all the way back to the cafeteria. I got there and I thought, what am I doing? I got to get to these patients. As I came walking up the hall and I saw you get off the elevator and the fact that you were crying, I knew God had me here for you. And he has me here right now to tell you, yes, God hears your prayers. Mm -hmm. He hears every one of them. Yeah. And he said, yeah. Dan, you know Jesus. And he said, Jesus is either going to heal Beth through you know a medical miracle and we'll all celebrate or he's going to ultimately heal her and take her home either way you know she's going to have a total healing mm -hmm. and then it got on the elevator and left and i was blown away you yeah. talk about knowing it was a yeah. divine appointment yeah it was i just i started crying I, I walked out i said god you care enough about me to intersect and change this doctor's schedule so that you could speak through him. It was it was amazing. Oh, that's that's a great story. You know, I was talking to my wife at lunch today and I was t telling her what we were talking about divine appointments. And we both remembered back a number of years ago, she was uh, decided one of her goals in life was to get her master's degree, but she had been out of school so long, she did not have the confidence to do it. She was afraid to do it. But she began to work toward it, and she, so she's studying for the test that you have to take to pass to get into the master's program. Studying, 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 very fearful and doesn't think she can pass it. She took a little break, opened up an art book where she loves art, and she was looking through Norman Rockwell pictures. Hmm. And one of the lines said that Norman Rockwell was a catholic artist and his artwork was catholic and she's going what in the world does that mean but she didn't look it up she went to bed that night could not go to sleep and she kept thinking about that so she got up looked it up in the dictionary and it means universal went back to sleep this was the night before the test she goes that next day to take the test. She opens up the test. The very first question on the test is, what is the definition of Catholic? Wow. And she oh was just goodness. flooded with peace that God yeah. was right there. He gave wow. her a pat on the back saying, 
I got this. Rest in me. It was such a neat story. You know, Terry, it's 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 amazing how that God works in that way. Dan had an appointment like that with a real person. Uh, Karen's came through a book like that, and God speaking to her and kept her awake. So she went and looked it up. In my case, where I, I've never had a job, <laughs> was that I, I never never had, had to work for a job. <laughs> yeah. You've had you've had jobs. Sorry, never had to work for a job. It's that I've applied for jobs but never got the jobs I applied for. Every job that I've had was somebody calling or it just opened up. And, and I, I, I thought about it. It kind of hit me. That I was thinking about the other day. I'm going, well, let's see. I was applying for this thing, get, applying for that thing, get it. But when you st- I start thinking back, all the way when I got out of college, my first job was Dan and I both worked at a TV station in, in Missouri. And the general manager, I walked in one day just to see some friends there, and he offered me the job. And then hmm. I went to visit the Humbards at the Rex Humbard up at the cathedral tomorrow. And just so with my pastor from my church, just to walk in and see the facilities because I heard how beautiful they were. And I got offered a job. And then I get a call uh-huh. to go to TV 38 in Chicago. Never, never applied for it. It's all just happened one after the other like that until my whole career, until I retired. That to me is a divine appointment that God had my life already planned where he wanted me. Right. As much as I screwed up in every location, he knew he wanted me there to go to the next place, to learn something, to move on to the next place. So Brian, what you're saying is in all these situations, they didn't know you very well, did they? Not really. Yeah. It's all starting to make sense now. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I yeah. think you got see there wasn't internet then. And there, there was nothing <laughs> yeah. <to do> with. <laughs> so Terry, what are some other signs that help us know it's a divine appointment? You mentioned it often happens when we're at the end of our ability. Well, just like you your experience and Karen's experience, you know. He can turn distress into peace. He can change our perspective when we're fearful. Just like in Karen's case, she was so afraid, and then God's favor took over. She passed the test, completed Hmm. her master's degree, and accomplished what she wanted to. So everything can change through a Hmm. divine appointment. Yeah, and you witnessed that. You were on a mission trip one time. Something yeah. amazing happened. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. We had rented some rent for rental cars, and we were going to a service one night that we were supposed to be doing, group of us on this trip, and we had a flat tire right in front of a store. And so we thought, oh, my goodness. And so we didn't have the equipment right then to fix it. We had to wait for someone to come, and we knew we were going to miss the service or a large part of it. There was a lady up on the porch of this store that we stopped in front of. She came down. We started talking and interacting with her and shared with her what we were doing. And to make a long story short, by the end of that evening and conversation, we led this lady to the Lord because of a flat tire. Later, we find out that this lady was one of the prostitutes on the island. And it was so incredible how God used that flat tire and that divine appointment to bring salvation. Amen. We have to believe for divine appointments. We have to expect them. Faith involves expectation. And we read that in John 11 when we're reading about the story of Lazarus and uh, Mary and Martha were like, you know, Jesus, if you had come earlier, you could have saved Lazarus. He was dying. But Jesus delayed two days after he found out the news so that he might glorify God. And before he raised Lazarus, he said to, to Mary, uh, actually to Martha, he said, did I not tell you 
that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Now think about that. Christ reversed what we know. We say seeing is believing, but he said believing is seeing. Hmm. We have to believe and look for those divine appointments. And Brian, (laughs) in the book of Daniel, we read about a divine appointment that uh, I'm sure did not go the way the Hebrew children were wanting. That's true. Daniel three sixteen through 18 tells us about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, you know, well, I'll read it real quick. Um, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this manner. They want him to bow down. If, you are to, uh, if we are to be thrown into a blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of, of God uh, of gold that you have set up. And the thing is, is, though, is they went with their belief that their God was real, that he was with them. And while he was there in the furnace, they looked in there and they didn't see three, they saw four. So talk about a divine appointment. They're walking around and all this flames and smoke and that, and here comes some guy looking up to him and says, Jesus, he's in there with them. Mm-hmm. And then what the king think about that? It's like I have people worshiping me and God is real and Jesus is in there with them. They came out of that alive. They didn't even smell like smoke. Mm. And God just right through the whole situation was with them through that divine appointment in the fiery furnace. In the fiery furnace, an amazing story of a divine appointment. Terry, you've got kind of a a fun one. We're getting near the end here. It was a double dog dare in college. I was in on it, and I'll never forget it, but your life definitely changed forever. (laughs) Yeah, we talked about how we would know about a divine appointment. This one I didn't recognize right away. It took some time to unfold. A bunch of us guys are at an outdoor concert on the ground of the college campus, and we're double dog daring each other to do things. And if you know anything about a double dog dare, as Dan does, we never did not fulfill a double dog dare. No, no, that is serious stuff. Serious. (laughs) (laughs) So we were trying to do crazy things, and somebody said, okay, Terry, and they looked around, and they saw this girl walking down the sidewalk. She's like hundreds of yards away going into one of the dorms down at the end of the campus. And they said, hey, talk to that girl. I double dog Derry to talk to her. So I took off on a sprint trying to get there before I'd lose her in the dorms. And I, I was make, gaining ground, gaining ga- ground, gaining ground. And just before she went into the, do- the dorm room or the dorm, I caught up to her. I slowed down, walked past her, opened the door to let her go in and said, hi, how are you? And she said, Something to the effect of fine. She walked through. I shut the door and walked back the other way. I'm sure she's going, what kind of idiot is this? And so by this time, I'm hearing this herd of six or eight other guys that are running down saying, did you talk to her? I said, yes. And they said, we don't believe you. They run inside, accost this woman just to make (laughs) sure that I talked to her. And that was the first time I ever met my wife, Karen. (laughs) What a divine appointment. All Terry's appointments have to do with women. I'm sorry. uh... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Well, you know, and the other divine appointment that happened was after my wife died, uh, Brian and Terry decided to stay with me. 
after her celebration of life service. And because of that, we had a divine appointment at an Outback Steakhouse over a Bloomin' Onion, and Fearless yep. Faith was formed. Here we are, five-plus years later, going strong, and now uh, doing this podcast called Finishing Strong with Fearless Faith. So we're so honored to be able to do this podcast, but we want you to remember that divine appointments happen, so look for them every day. God bless. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.